next card, honey. Next card. Where are my background singers? This is Mal. <laughs> I need my background singers. <laughs> ah, and this is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. This week, we're talking about the new Bravo show, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. This is season one, episode eight, to Martha. <laughs> yeah, I read it too when I, when I saw the title. <laughs> that exclamation point. <laughs> to right. Martha! I was just thinking about Nicki Minaj. <laughs> so Martha God (laughs) Harry Tubman would have just sat there and ate her rice (laughs) (laughs) all right Mal take it away with some news okay um so as I kind of alluded to in the intro our our fave one Miss Patricia LaBelle did a tribute to the, the late queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, last weekend at the BET Awards. And um, a little bit of deja vu for the Patty fans up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't understand how, I'm like, does Patty just know the lyrics to her own songs? I was going to say, to be fair, the, the epic where was she at the kennedy center or what have you or like the lincoln memorial or something yeah where are my background singers (laughs) i need my background singer i don't know the words (laughs) oh oh patty but was that her song i felt like that was her song and she didn't know the words no that was donny hathaway's this christmas that she was supposed (laughs) to be singing and I was just like, how do you not know the words of this song? Especially when you have a rendition of it. <laughs> oh, does she? <laughs> yes, everybody does. Everybody does. I mean, that's true. But I've never heard her rendition, so that makes it even worse. Like, <laughs> I'm positive Patty with as a rendition of this Christmas. Actually, I'm going to Google it right Please do, because I'm extra upset now. Oh. <laughs> Retroactively upset. Patty LaBelle, this Christmas. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Did it say when it was released? Wait, hold on. Let me... <laughs> like maybe that was after she Ooh. did this performance. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe not. Okay, maybe she does not. Let me see. No. <laughs> what other recordings? No, she doesn't. Okay, okay, I stand corrected. I stand corrected, <laughs> Patty. You don't know other people's songs. <laughs> will not tarnish the good Patricia LaBelle's name. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I I mean, and I, I love Patty LaBelle. This is no shade. But it's just the fact that this has happened two times. And it was so similar to, <laughs> to <laughs> that... Uh, that what was it christmas tree lighting or whatever (laughs) and apparently (laughs) what happened this time was there was a teleprompter but people got excited when paila bill stepped on stage and everybody stood up (laughs) they were blocking (laughs) the teleprompter (laughs) so she was like uh i can't see the words and i don't know i'm trying (laughs) y'all i'm trying y'all kind of made me sad like I know in her head, she's like, oh, God, people were about to run with this. Just like, yeah, she's like please, don't call it, 
Please don't clown me. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> Oh God! Help <laughs> me out and take a seat. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, afterwards, she told Entertainment Tonight, "Quote: It meant no matter what voice I'm in, I'm hoarse. I have a cold, but whatever. I had to. I was giving it up for Tina Turner because she's simply the best. So you heard a little tweak every now and then out there, but I love her and I did my best, which I thought was sweet. Hmm." That's all you um, can do, Patty. Your best. Yeah, exactly. Leave it all on the stage. <laughs> right. And I mean, if there's one person who has nothing to prove, it's Patty LaBelle. So right. um you could learn the lyrics, but you know, <laughs> you did your best. <laughs> Since she you can... her so much. <laughs> oh my God so shady um, <laughs> but I, I mean you're not wrong uh, <laughs> uh so did you watch the BET awards i did not but i saw all the memes about it and a couple of clips and yeah wow wow was it like that in the 2000s i just don't remember it being that um bougetta you know I'm trying to, when was the last time I watched? Like, I've watched the BET Awards within, like, the last, like, three years. So it's not like it's been that long. Right. They got know. Beyonce to come, like, at one point, right? Like, they got Oh, her yeah. Come. she. I think her and Kendrick Lamar performed in, at the, either 2016 or 2017 awards. Oh, that long ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a little while. <laughs> but, um... I don't know. Maybe they're still trying to bounce back after COVID. I, I don't. Well, I mean, others would say it's the state of uh, the music industry right now. Yeah, because uh, the little actually, I did see a little snippet, and I didn't realize that they were doing the thing with like the kind of old heads or old school, new school, but old school was like oh the hip hop heads. <laughs> Oh, ouch. <laughs> no, I need to see like Red DMC or like Rock Him up there. Like, don't don't put don't put Nelly up there as like old school. That's rough. I'm sure they didn't call them like old school, but like legends and yeah, newbies or whatever. But everybody was saying like the legends were going harder than the new stuff. Mm. I feel like so I, I didn't watch the BET Awards either. Um, I don't, I've only seen clips, but I feel like people were saying uh, kind of similar stuff about the 50th anniversary hip hop performance at the Grammys. Oh, mm. and that, that was like much more, I guess, like old school or legends rapping um, or, you know, people I'm trying to I'm like LL Cool J. And I feel like, you know, maybe someone like a I can't remember if like Kendrick Lamar, you know, someone who's like a little like more current but also like more established i would say mm -hmm. um and then like i feel like the newest person they have performed was like Lil uzi vert mm -hmm. and so I, I think a lot of people were kind of like why like why have him come out yeah. um but I, I mean i like Lil uzi vert so i enjoyed it and i like that little um dance and stuff so <laughs> i thought it was fun but yeah i think people generally feel like the uh the legends go harder in these little mashups yeah, I mean, you know, it's just different. You know, you come from an era when you needed at least an ounce of talent. 
<laughs> you know, now right. like anybody can get on and be on and, you know, I still don't quite understand why Ice Spice is famous, but Ooh. I mean, I just, I don't, all her songs sound the same to me, you know, or it's, it's just like all these rappers now have a certain cadence and it's like almost like their signature. Well, like it gets a little, I need some variety. You know, I come from the era of variety. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I like Ice Spice's singles, so I can't, I don't know. She's in her mood. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I like the little rapping orphan Annie. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Moving on to a television show, uh, I am a big fan of Apple TV's The Morning Show and was excited to see that Nicole Bahari is joining the upcoming season three. She is going to be playing a new anchor named Christina Hunter, who is going to be um, a lead and regular cast member. This will be her first regular TV series role since ending her time on Sleepy Hollow in 2016. Hmm. On the morning show, we already have Karen Pittman, who you may also know as Professor Naya on And Just Like That. Uh, she's been a series mm-hmm. regular since season one. She's like a one of the lead producers uh, on the fictional morning show. And Gugu Mbatha-Ra was on uh, season one as a regular, but she was only seen in flashbacks on season two. So excited that Nicole is going to be joining and also, John Hamm is also going to be a cast member on season three. Hmm. I've never seen it. You should watch. I really like it a lot. What's it about? It's just like a morning show? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's loosely based, I think, on like Matt Lauer and the Today Show. So like the first season, Jennifer Anderson and Steve Carell are the co-anchors. And then Steve Carell gets hit with like Me Too accusations Mm -hmm. and so he gets kicked off the show and Reese Witherspoon comes in as his replacement so it's just kind of like the fallout from that and it was actually like really cool because like I guess more so I think more so in season two uh it was like after COVID had started Mm -hmm. so they show like one of the anchors um who's a black guy He's like, we should really be looking at like this virus that's happening in China. And everybody's like, mm, it's not going to make it here. Like we we can spend like, we can give that like a five minute or three minute segment, but we're not going to make that like a big thing. And so eventually he, or he's like, I really think this is a big deal. So he travels to China and ends up getting stuck there for a while. Cause that's when like COVID like kind of mm. really blew up. So it was really kind of cool to see like them like kind of like the transition of how it was covered uh, from like the, I guess, news point of view. Mm. And then just kind of like remembering, I guess, what those times that were not that long ago, but kind of feel like another world at this point felt like. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, exactly. And then obviously like the stuff with um, uh, with Steve Carell's character and the accusations from women um on the show and just who it met at different things um it's i i think it's a really good show okay well i don't have apple tv but i'll see if it's on the bootleg (laughs) okay 
So the last thing is Jaden Smith has said that his mom, Jada Pinkett Smith, introduced their family to psychedelics. What? Stay telling their business. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) So he was attending the psychedelic science conference in Denver. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Because I thought thought the same thing. But I was like, okay, like you were specifically at an event for this so he shared that his mom was the first person in their family to try them and was the only one who was doing them for a while then it kind of trickled down to everyone else and he said that psychedelics have made him more empathetic especially toward his siblings um so he said quote siblings can argue so much and fight so much and lord knows me and my siblings have done so much of that in the past but the level of love and empathy that I can feel for them inside of the experiences and outside of the experiences has been something that's profound and beautiful. It will actually help us to open up our minds to get out of the old ways of thinking that got us into lots of these arguments and open it up so that it just releases and makes room for you to work it out and massage it out until it's completely gone, end quote. Uh, so I, w- I will say this is the first time where I was like, because usually people are like the Smiths share too much of their business. I'm kind of like, eh. But this time I was like, okay, you got to stop. Because <laughs> I feel in the grand scheme of things, I feel like this is fine. Like everybody's an adult. Like Willow, who's the youngest, is now 22. So like it's not that big of a deal. But I just feel like people are like constantly looking for ways to villainize Jada. And I don't want this to be like another mm. instance of that. I agree. And, like in the comments under the story, like I was already seeing like a ton of people like saying stuff to that effect. So I kind of wish he would have just said maybe like my family have found psychedelics to be helpful because X, Y, Z um, instead of or in- instead of putting it the way you put it, because now people are trying to act like Jada is like a drug pusher or whatever. <laughs> and I just hate I just hate that they're trying to make her like some kind of like terrible person. Oh, she's like the forever villain in social media's eyes right what i found interesting in that statement was that him and his siblings be i guess fighting to the point where he needed some assistance to (laughs) you know intervene like from outside looking in they seem like a very like loving close-knit family so it's kind of like what goes on over there Yeah, I, I I was kind of surprised too because it just seems like him and Willow, especially, like they just seem like they're best friends. So, right. well, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's the half brother. Yeah, but still, they seem very loving and like <laughs> like the whole family goes yeah. on vacation together, ex wife and all. Yeah, definitely like not fights to the point where you like I need a psychedelic to chill out. <laughs> <laughs> right to deal with your. <laughs> i mean i don't i don't have siblings so maybe maybe that's how y'all be popping off but it seems extreme yeah yeah wow (laughs) well that's all the news i have what do you have cam um i have a little bit of positive news the hollywood chamber of commerce announced the 2024 hollywood of fame class and chadwick boseman is being honored post oh oh that's awesome that is he is among good company gal gadot is also maggie gyllenhaal chris pine 
Michelle Yeoh. Oh, okay. And I thought I thought I saw a couple of black people, but they are not in this um, <laughs> article I'm reading at the moment. <laughs> but I believe some black women also are getting theirs this class as well. But cheers to Chadwick, well deserved. Um, we miss him dearly. <sighs> yeah, it'll Absolutely. be nice to honor him in that way. Yes, hundred percent. I think I saw something. I didn't. I didn't see any of the people you listed, but I saw one black woman who was getting a star. And of course, now I can't remember who it was. Right. Ah, uh, was it Regina King? I feel like it was someone like that, but it doesn't. But not her. <laughs> right. I feel like it's somebody else. It wasn't Kerry Washington. Christina Ricci. Uh-huh. Oh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Shirley Ralph, Mario Lopez, Kim Jong, Carrie Washington. Oh, so it's Carrie Washington then. Okay. And then you said Kim Jong is getting one? Mm-hmm. Oh wow, okay. And then Brandy, uh, Tony Braxton, Ooh. Darius Rucker, Gwen Stefani, and Dr. Dre. How does Dr. Dre now just getting <laughs> a Hollywood star? Angie Martinez I didn't know they had all these different categories well yeah because now I've googled it and I'm surprised to see that is it is this the 2023 class 2024 oh okay so I'm looking at last year because I knew they had like uh film tv and music I did not realize they had live theater but Ludacris got a star this year for motion pictures and I know he's, you know, been in a lot of movies, but I feel like we all think of him as like a music artist first. No, I feel like this generation knows Ludacris as an actor from the Fast and Furious movies and not as an artist. I mean, he hasn't made music in a very long time. Is that true? I guess it has been a while. Well, his last like hit single was 2010. His last album was 2015. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Out the game for a minute. I see. I guess he has been focused on film then. He stays with a job. Checks are bigger, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I do see, by the way, Otis Redding is getting a posthumous star as well in 2024 for live theater slash live performance. Which I'm like, whatever. We're getting off track but i just wonder what the difference in that like why he would get that versus recording i was gonna say like, was he in theater did he do theater not that i know of so that's what i'm wondering okay well that concludes the news let's move into our meat and potatoes of this episode which is summer house martha's vineyard to martha martha <laughs> <laughs> they call her they say mother martha about the island too y'all, well, y'all enjoy the most yeah this is a new show that has been on bravo it is a spinoff of the main i guess summer house which is a bunch of people come together to live together in a house for the summer and <laughs> you know <laughs> chaos ensues so this one is black people which is 
honestly pretty surprising for bravo like bravo is really starting to get in their diversity bag um yeah i will say they finally recognize uh their black shows are what keep the lights on <laughs> yeah so this version takes place in martha's vineyard and it is centered around the coopers jasmine and silas cooper the newlyweds <laughs> um apparently jasmine worked as a playboy model or playboy bunny i don't i don't know what the distinction is there but i think there was like a playboy club where they worked so i think they were maybe like cocktail waitresses okay i think these chicks are making it seem like they were running around headquarters (laughs) (laughs) rubbing elbows with hugh (laughs) when he was alive from the girls next door (laughs) right (laughs) which is so interesting given i guess all the kind of me too and negative press playboy has gotten these chicks wear like a badge of honor (laughs) yeah no shade to them at all but it's just it's it's just interesting to see kind of that other side of it the people that you know worked in it and maybe I don't know. We'll get we'll get to that. But either way, Jasmine worked at this Playboy club and through that she met Jordan, Bria, and Shanice. And they are all now sharing this house together in the Hamptons along with some of Silas's uh friends and fraternity brothers and a couple other people that cycle in and out throughout the season and they don't cycle in and out by choice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't cycle out by choice. They are booted out (laughs) by a house vote, which this voting system was so wild (laughs) and so unfair, (laughs) not democratic at all. (laughs) Oftentimes the person in question wasn't even in the room to advocate for themselves. Right. Like it really was like shadow politics happening. (laughs) but all in all i wanted to hate this show and i actually found it very entertaining even though they really didn't do anything (laughs) that interesting (laughs) and apparently saved it all for this finale (laughs) right right yeah i guess the first episode maybe the second episode as well i just remember being like oh everyone on the show is insufferable (laughs) <laughs> yeah except for maybe amir i think mm-hmm. i liked amir from job but then like everyone kind of grew on me i really like still liked amir um i really liked jordan i loved how she like would stand up for herself and all that kind of stuff oh see the eye roll and <laughs> i liked preston and then one of the Ugh. you didn't like preston such a boring gay i'm sorry sorry he can't yes queen to your satisfaction he did not he did not and what's worse is he was (laughs) what's worse is he was one of those like super intellectual woke gays who literally in the first episode says i don't like the term black excellence and then proceeds <laughs> to give a black excellence cheers <laughs> in the finale. In the I was furious. I was furious. And that's I think what made me annoyed with him in the beginning. 
because I because everybody was just like uh when he said the thing about black excellence and go, went on that little rant everybody was just kind of like uh okay like we're here to have a good time <laughs> and then in the finale he's like to black excellence I'm like what like, <laughs> said you hated that term <laughs> right like what we've done a complete 180 <laughs> but I don't I wouldn't say I don't think he was because you said he was like a woke gay I feel like he was just like a woke black I, don't I think felt it- like he was very preachy and like was constantly like in educator mode, even though he's a yes. lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And it just I felt like that. it felt I understand why he did it, but if you're looped in, it just feels like oh, we have to do these for the people that don't know these things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's just like, oh <laughs> you know. I mean to some extent i don't feel like like he wasn't doing that every episode but i get what you're saying about him being preachy and then i found out because he was on like watch what happens live after the finale and his name is preston meacham or mitchum and i was like oh i know that name like i think he's been like popular on like twitter for a while i guess probably like sharing these kind of like hot social issues (laughs) things or whatever but I, I mean, as someone who has been told at least twice at a party, like I'll have a few drinks and then a friend will overhear me say something like, well, in the African diaspora, and they're like, no, <laughs> no, no, get over it. <laughs> We're here to have a good time tonight. Like, <laughs> So I guess <laughs> maybe I can kind of relate to <laughs> But I mean, overall, I liked him, but I do get the preachy thing. And then I really liked... um jason who came in a little later (laughs) (laughs) why'd you laugh because uh, it just cracked me up when um have you been listening to uh what's the podcast called watch Watch what happens when they do the air neville voice (laughs) (laughs) first time they said that i died (laughs) (laughs) was so funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. Where, where are you now? <laughs> oh my god. But I'm like, he didn't get into any drama. He was he <laughs> he pretty was level-headed. Fine. Yeah, yes. I liked him. He was fine. I had no issues with him. Um, Who are your faves? Uh, I, I did not did have, have faves. Okay. Milo. Milo was my favorite. <laughs> okay. Milo was all right. <laughs> Milo, Milo was adorable. He was, oh, that poor thing. Yeah. Went through so I, much. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's not like my favorite. Because he's like a long-haired, like, uh, wiener dog or something. Yeah. Dotson, yeah. Not my favorite kind of dog. Oh, they're so they're cute. Yeah. I'd take Kodak any day over Milo. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? You know? <laughs> Who wouldn't? But um, yeah, didn't didn't have a favorite. I would say, who would I want to come back next season? Bria, because she's a messy bitch and she lives for the drama. Absolutely. Amir, love Amir. He's just such a like genuinely good person, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, reality TV does not ruin him. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um. Outside of that, uh, wow, 
I could, yeah, the rest of them are like replaceable to me. Okay. Damn. I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they came back, but eh. (laughs) you're keeping like two people out of like what nine? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Alex Alex and Summer, they could come back. They seem like they would be such an adorable little couple. They oh no, now see, Alex could stay home for me. (laughs) (laughs) He definitely could. He was (laughs) but. I wouldn't be upset if those two came back. And Shanice can come back, honestly. Bring her back. Actually, yeah, Shanice has to come back. <laughs> One of, let's talk about Messi. Like, she's, she's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, everyone else, yeah. But yeah. we were going through the cast. The glue is the Coopers, though, who are recently married. And I think by only, like, three or four months, they met during COVID, which that, you know, that's a beautiful time to meet, but they spent a lot of time apart. Or she feel that way. <laughs> well, you know, I feel like it really can test a relationship. If you can make it through that, you can make it through anything. However, mm-hmm. these two spent a lot of time apart and like didn't really know each other in the context of, or at least it sounds like from context yeah. of what her friends have been saying that they didn't really know each other on that level and they really like accelerated into marriage and now that they're in it jasmine is like putting on that she's like so happy and it's so amazing and it's so fantastic and wonderful and we quickly see on this show it ain't that great (laughs) (laughs) and like they mentioned he was in the some kind of military reserves mm-hmm. so it sounds like they were long distance for a long time i'm wondering if they ever even like lived together before they got married mm. it just yeah i will say jasmine was getting on my nerves very much the first I'd say the first half of the season and then we kind of started to see her get fed up and yeah. she grew on yeah. me a little bit after that she still didn't grow on me, but oh, <laughs> I'm glad she started to assert herself for sure. Yes. Um, I mean, this episode opens up with the two of them fighting. And the the thing in the house was they were either fucking or fighting. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Silas particularly seemed to really enjoy making a show out of their uh, love life that they're new, <laughs> newlyweds. I was so annoyed. There was uh, one episode where everyone was like, we can hear y'all. And he tried (laughs) to act all bashful. Like, what? Oh, my God. Like, I I don't want other men hearing my wife's sex noises. Or I'm like, yes, you do. And so then, like, we see, like, the little um, night cam of them having sex after that conversation. And he's like, you got to be quiet. And then he's like, oh, I can't have sex when you're being so quiet. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What do you want from her? I think he said it's a turn off. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. But I'm like, you asked her to be quiet. Like- right. Right. Well, we see in this episode, Jasmine has modeled her entire idea of marriage off of the Cosbys, which she saw on TV, which a lot of young Black millennials <laughs> know. Probably <laughs> grew up watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Also use them as a model. But she says she admires Claire Huxtable and like that was the epitome of like a wife. And 
I was like, okay, for me, that means you signed up for this. Like you knew what you were getting into. Like you wanted to be this kind of TV wife. But at the same time, Claire had a job, (laughs) you know, like she had a life outside of her family. Now there's no way she could have definitely been perfect at both. Although, you know, the show depicts her being fantastic at both. Like, that's not a real neither, life girl. <laughs> but neither can fathers, because they always put that on the mothers. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that's a lot. Like, there's yeah. parents nowadays, like, it's very hard to be that present, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. Society isn't set up that way. So it's kind of like, get you a job, girl. Like, I know you're a air quote screenwriter, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> you didn't have to do the air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> They had a web series when after they <laughs> lived in after she scammed Mariah <laughs> up in New York and live in her car. I thought it was the other way around that Mariah scammed her to come to New York. Mm-mm. No, Mariah was in New York. She told her to come, and when she got there, she was getting evicted, and they had to live out of her car. I'm pretty sure Jasmine was like, "Hey, Mariah, come no. stay with me." No. I'm I'm almost positive. Jasmine was the one telling the story. She said she bamboozled her, got her there, and then she was getting evicted. Okay. I'll have to take your word for it, but I really thought it was, I really think it was Jasmine who bamboozled Mariah. I mean, I pulled out my receipts, so (laughs) where are yours? (laughs) I'm just telling you the way I remembered it. (laughs) That was like episode <laughs> one, so I don't really. I mean, variety on the show no more, so I don't. I don't remember. But, anyways, also on uh, the Cosby Show, which I have not watched in a while because of, we all know what happened <laughs> with the lead actor on that show. But I remember. I think there was like some episode where this wasn't what was said to Claire like exactly but it was something along the lines of like why aren't you like fixing your husband a plate oh it was elvin when sandra was uh in the early days of dating elvin and he said something about i think fixing uh claire's husband a plate and she was like oh i will fix him a plate you know if he needs it but he can also fix his own and then sometimes he'll fix one for me something to that effect and i feel like maybe jasmine missed that part of it because claire was not doing like coddling cliff huxtable at all yeah but it sounds like i mean she said this episode (laughs) at one point which felt very forced when she was talking to him i can't even remember at what point in the night this was but she was saying like talking about you know i know we've talked about what works for our marriage like as far as gender roles and things but, you know, for me, I really feel like Silas is upset that she is on vacation and he is still working. <laughs> like, he expects her <laughs> to still be doing. And she even says that. Like, he expects her to, like, maintain their routine. And it's like, why would you have that? Why would you come into this with that expectation? Like, yeah. we're lit- I'm working being on this show. <laughs> right. And we're, we're on vacation. He's not, though. He's still been working. And so he's like, he's just such a dick. He's so terrible. Yeah. 
He's so terrible, but it makes a lot of sense on hearing that background why Jasmine has been kind of behaving the way that she has um, right. and why she has these, this just like facade of a marriage that she's been projecting. But I'm also wondering like, what other shows and films were you watching? Because my views of romance and marriage were also primarily shaped by TV and film. Mm-hmm. And I never, and I watched the Cosby show, like, I've seen every episode hundreds of times, like, and I did not come out with that same, like, belief. So I'm just like, I, I would love to know what her TV habits were growing up, because I don't understand how this is what she came to, like, just from, like, TV. Like, it's not like you saw this modeled in your parents. So I don't know, it just seems very extreme for someone who didn't see this like up close and personal i don't know i feel like tv has a really powerful influence on people and it's almost to the same effect like i feel like her situation isn't unique i've heard other people who have that same like regard and model themselves after claire huxable coretta scott they try to like say their love is like coretta and martin But still, I'm saying, like, people idealize and, like, people put people yeah. on, um like, a pedestal. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't really know if this was ideal. Martin was cheating on Coretta. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's not surprising to me. When I heard it, I was like, ah, oh, this makes all the sense. And I was really glad when she finally started to drop the facade and, like, tell Jordan what had been going on with her and silas yeah me too because she kept acting all season like oh well you're not married so you don't understand so i can't talk to you about these things which again i feel like once jasmine and silas got married all other like marriage licenses were null and void because <laughs> no one has ever been as married as the coopers yeah like she finally started getting sick of shit and she had to talk to her homegirl about it yeah because i just uh, if that is how he talks to you in front of friends on camera my god what does he say (laughs) behind closed doors or what is he capable of saying and doing because that little threat he gave at the end like I promise you, we get back, your life is going to be different. What the hell did that mean? Unless exactly. He, he, I hope that just meant, like, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, the best case scenario. Yeah. I promise you, your life will change. Oh, my God. What are you going to do? Like, all the, he said something about, like, all the respect and courtesy I've been showing you. Like, are you going to, like, openly cheat on me? Is that where we're going? Is that what you're saying, sir? Oh, I didn't think about that but yeah i don't know it was it was weird it was weird yeah she needs to you need to run girl but anywho this episode was all about a lovely soiree that nick and alex were hosting for the group called lux on the bluff slash martha's vineyard serenade like i was very confused it had two (laughs) names (laughs) but apparently um alex is related to john legend and music runs deep in the family because it has trickled down to him and his brother 
And he put together this night of music and everybody got really dressed up in a nice black tie outfit. And honestly, everyone looked very sharp. Everyone looked really cute. Every- yeah, they looked very nice. Uh, they cleaned up very well. I don't know about you, but I was shocked at like, who are all these performers? Like, why didn't they introduce them? Why was like, this was like a showcase. <laughs> Yeah, like some of the people uh before Alex got on, they sounded really good. Like <laughs> would have liked uh I saw one person's name, I think it was like Josiah Best or some Josiah something. But then the other people I don't remember seeing any names listed. Yeah, they didn't even give them like their credit. Yeah. Which is kind of sad and unfortunate for them. Yeah. But then I also I have in my notes like what are these slow jams at a party? Like <laughs> Some of these songs seem That's real true. sleepy. Right. Put on some Vanity 6 and get this party going. <laughs> but um, before Alex performs a song that him and his brother wrote about this house three years ago. <laughs> really encapsulates the experience. <sighs> he just had the had the vision and foresight that he was going to be in this situation three years ago. I mean, you know, when you meditate the way Alex does, you just have that. <laughs> when you vibrate on another plane, <laughs> you know. When you open up that third eye. <laughs> <laughs> you can just see through this time-space continuum. <laughs> time-space <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, oh but before alex goes on he has a surprise for his frat brother nicholas and it is his undercover girlfriend Tasha. <laughs> miss Tasha arrives and she's she's beautiful she's cute she's adorable i was like oh okay why have yeah. you been hiding this young woman I really think Nick wanted to see if any of the girls in the house were going to give him any play. And when he realized, oh, they all realize I'm super corny. Then he was like, <laughs> oh, by, by the way, I have this girlfriend who I'm really in love with. Just so whack. And it hurt my heart to see, like, because at one point, Bria pulls Tasha aside and yeah. starts grilling her about or basically snitches on nick about what happened in the house what mal said was um that he was in people's dms and like testing the waters to see how people were going to react and they didn't know about her and she basically held him down and was like yes i know this happened we've talked about it i'm aware she seemed to like co-sign it and be okay with it and I was a bit confused because I was like, did she really know? Is she really this good of an actress? Uh, are they in an open relationship? She's just that, like, secure? Oh. I don't think she knew. And I don't think she was co-signing it. I think she was just like, okay, like, this girl's trying to get me to, like, act a fool on TV. Mm. So I feel like she was just like, oh, I don't have an ounce of doubt in our relationship. <laughs> And then once they went to bed that night, she probably got in that ass. <laughs> she should have. She definitely should have. <laughs> she better have. After I also, do you I kind of feel like Nick knew that she was coming because like when they were setting everything up, he tells Alex, like, ah, oh, just wish my girl was here, man. Like, 
Really? And then, like, even when she walked in, it just happened to be, like, perfectly timed with when Alex was on stage. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way he turned around, like, he just wasn't excited enough. Like, if he truly didn't know if she was coming, like, I would expect, it, at very least, like, yo, oh my, oh my God, like, and then you <laughs> run up to me, like, <laughs> like, he, that's if I, he really likes you. Well, true. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like maybe, maybe he knew. So. Had to have. I'm sure there were like contracts that needed to be signed. And yeah. I, also, I'm thinking like, how much these niggas getting paid? Because if Simon's flying from Germany, this chick's flying 20 hours from Africa for one, <laughs> one little party. <laughs> like these chicks must be nice. <laughs> well, and that's why I was wondering because at first I was like, wait, you flew in 20 hours? Because then I thought you know she was gonna be there. But then the next day he was like, yeah, I just dropped Tasia off the airport. And I was like, <laughs> so she was there for like 12 hours? Took but, a <laughs> Right. But then when Bria was talking to her, she mentioned like Tasia was in Africa for like a girl's retreat. So I'm like, oh, maybe the girl's retreat was over. So maybe she left like a day early to come to Martha's Vineyard. And now she's flying back to wherever her home in the U.S. is. Because I can't imagine you flew all the way here from Africa. I'm a, side note, I also hate when people just say Africa. What country? <laughs> what country she's in? But anyways, I refuse to believe she flew for uh, that little knucklehead for 12 hours <laughs> and then flew 20 hours back to Africa. There's no way. I thought he said like she was in Africa, like for work or internship or for a period of time that's what i thought i don't know yeah that's what i thought until bria said the girls retreat thing Hmm. so yeah i I hope she didn't fly 40 hour round trip right my goodness right well after tasia arrives alex starts his his uh jamboree his session jamboree (laughs) and (laughs) As much as I was ready to hate on this man, he actually sounds pretty darn good. <laughs> I hate to say it. The man sounds good. He has a nice voice. Music and talent runs in the family. I don't know. I think I kind of felt like Jordan because Summer was like, oh, are you crying too? <laughs> and Summer Jordan said, tears. Oh my God. Right. And Jordan said, hell no. I was like, this is exactly. I was like, you can keep this, Alex. Yes, I- I, I was listening, I, I should have wrote down, written down the lyrics, but I was listening to the song like, what does this have to do with these people in the house? <laughs> I don't see how this is relevant to this moment at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yes, yeah, Summer Crying, I was like, oh my God, if he doesn't see this right now, he's going to eat this up when he watches it. <laughs> this is going right. to make his head just swell my god yeah but it was kind of cute i was like oh i hope these two they seem made for each other (laughs) it was just beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just i don't i don't trust that alex (laughs) i mean you know alex is a he's yeah he's an interesting guy a little awkward (laughs) right and but I feel like him and Nick, they don't realize how awkward they are. <laughs> and they just think they're so like cool and smooth. And I'm like, no. 
Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like they're probably, I'm sure this experience and like being filmed is like uncomfortable, right? And if you're living yeah. a double life like Nick, like that's that's a very <laughs> <laughs> anxiety inducing space <laughs> to be in. Although as crappy as that was, I actually liked Nick. He seemed like the most to advocate for like the women in the house with Silas particularly. Yeah, I actually agree. Like, because I couldn't stand Nick at first, but then he would pipe up with some some good little uh, interjections here and there. Um, so I do think the girlfriend thing was really weird and shady, but like when we were talking about people who can, we wouldn't mind seeing return and you said Alex, I would actually rather see Nick come back before Alex. Nick and all his outfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all his outfits. So the party keeps going. Um, I love that Milo made an appearance at the party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Milo be out on these streets. Milo really does, whether by <laughs> choice or force. <laughs> it's there. Right. <laughs> oh, but, but I kind of feel like Milo likes to be in the mix. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely a people person. As long as he don't try to hump nobody's arm again. <laughs> I just love how the camera just kind of cuts to him. <laughs> it's his little face. <laughs> that is cute. <laughs> or, you, or you see like him standing up on something with his little paws. <laughs> or there was one scene where both him and Bria were in the bed and they were both like tucked in. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I know what scene you're talking about. <laughs> and I guess we're assuming you have seen this show, but I will, I guess, give some background. Milo is Bria's emotional support dog. Really, it feels like she's his emotional support human. Because <laughs> it seems like she is, like, forcing him <laughs> to be something he is not. Like, they both need each other. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if she could be his emotional support human. Because I feel like she probably just stresses poor little Milo out. <laughs> but... Initially, the Coopers did not know Milo was going to be in attendance. <laughs> His presence was initially not welcomed <laughs> mm -hmm. because he was pooping and peeing all over the house. Um, but it seems like everybody has finally accepted him along with uh, Simon. Maybe it was the watches that just warmed everybody up to the whole family. <laughs> yeah, I think those watches definitely. Everybody got the hush mouth real quick. They got the watches. <laughs> he all right with me. I was like, Simon, you old cheap bastard. <laughs> you get bought off with a watch. Wait, you said Simon's a cheap bastard? Silas, sorry. Silas, ah, yes, true. <laughs> right, you're supposed to be an investment banker and you're getting wooed by a little $800,000 watch. <laughs> Oh, is that he's an investment banker? I don't think I ever heard what his job was. Yeah, he does something with like finance and Wall Street, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's oh. why he's, he has that like type A intense personality. <laughs> I thought that was the military because he was a, <laughs> a platoon leader or whatever. <laughs> 
But yes, everyone has accepted Milo and he's in the mix without problem. Even in the fights, he'd be back there barking. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna say at the um so at the party when uh Jasmine and Silas are talking to each other and then the other people are kind of on the other side of the pool and they're like, hey, like you need us to come have your back. And then that's when they come walking over and Bria has Milo on his little leash. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he's like part of the crew. <laughs> right. But I just want to mention when Jasmine and Silas are talking, Silas is, and you, I think this is the part where she was talking about the gender roles and kind of what they discussed before. Mm-hmm. And then Silas says, just give me a little bit more. <laughs> what? What more could she possibly? <laughs> give me, like, what? Do you want sponge baths? Like, should, to be spoon fed? <laughs> Maybe bedtime stories? What else do you want this woman to do for you? <laughs> bedtime stories. <laughs> he acts like a fucking dollar. Like, even they were getting ready for that event. And he, she, like, went out to run errands and came back and he was all mad. And he was like, you weren't here to help me get ready. I don't know. I was really confused as to why you would leave. And she was like, I had the steamer ready. I asked someone to bring you or bring you the steamer, whatever. She was like, I set myself up for this moment so I could come back and help you. And I'm sorry, just PSA, if you're in a relationship where you're having to think 12 steps ahead (laughs) to make sure that your partner won't be upset with you, leave leave immediately this is not healthy (laughs) that is very true jesus jesus girl she's like you're not a toddler you are an able-bodied adult you could like you you brag about leading like uh your platoon. <laughs> you can't even get yourself dressed by yourself like, right. you don't know how to work real. a steamer <laughs> right so fucking serious right now he was he was like i got dressed with no assistance from you <laughs> don't you do that every day <laughs> what were you doing before you met her your mama was doing everything right you're like a 30 something year old man stop it jesus but apparently this is the contract she signed because she seems to know her role and he's like falling in line <laughs> this works for us at home <laughs> right right <laughs> but it's just it's so he's so selfish like how can you like have this expectation of your wife while she's on vacation with her friends yes like (laughs) while filming a show yeah like if this is what you wanted why did you even agree to come on this trip come on the show and like he was trying to act like it was such like a romantic thing like this is where i asked her to be my girlfriend or propose whatever it was and like you're ruining it like you're you're ruining the memory of this place that's supposed to be so magical and romantic to y'all right also someone to say there's a part where he called her i can't remember if that was maybe before she got back from running errands or after i don't remember but he was like he called her like because he couldn't find the iron do you remember that? (laughs) no And, and she was like do you is it not in the room and then he was like Oh, oh yeah, I see it. Like, it was like, I guess just right from his face in the closet. And there's an episode of King of Queens that this reminded me of. Like, Carrie is sitting at the table eating breakfast or whatever, and Doug comes in, and he's like, where are the scissors? And she's just like, 
Like, it's just like the last straw. And she's like, Doug, the scissors are where the scissors always are. You know where they are. You ask me this every day. Where are the scissors, Doug? You can find them. And then he's like a little kid. And he's like, uh. I, and he opens the drawer and he was like, I, I found them. And she's like, you did. Good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> she goes back to like eating or whatever. Then he's like, well, where's the tape? And she's like, <laughs> okay. I, like, I give up. Like, I'm, I guess I'm just going to take care of you like you're a baby. And I feel like this is like their exact relationship. Yeah. He's a man, baby. He's a man, yes. baby. Yeah. My God. Oh, he also kept saying... <laughs> He was like, just acknowledge that you effed up. Like, just acknowledge it. And I was like, will you take your foot off of this woman's neck? Like, how many times does she have to apologize for your burnt cheese, for your pants, for this Tide pin? Like, come on. Like, she was like, you make me feel worse about myself. And I'm like, yeah, that is awful. This is so bad. Yeah, she was like, I'm already like super like critical of myself and you make it worse. God damn, like please get out of this relationship as someone who has been in something like that it is a horrible place to be (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i've been in some shitty like relationships or situationships or whatever but never to this degree like this is really crazy she's married to it yeah also another couple is fighting bria and simon (laughs) bria is apparently mad for simon getting too turned on vacation as well (laughs) i don't know what it is about these people and vacations and not enjoying themselves on them (laughs) right but bria is very upset she calls her mother which i can't stand adults who call their parents well jasmine called her grandma earlier about silas that's fine (laughs) you're you're like she need to talk to somebody but like that was at like a respectable hour. You're calling your mother like mm. in the middle of the night to like talk about this, like probably like 11 p.m. Because I think that little party started at like seven. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't that late. Still, <laughs> you're calling your mom when you're in a house filled with your so-called friends. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like talk to them. I just think she really wanted someone who would 100% side with her. And, and I not think even she, her mother would. <laughs> she thought it was going to be her mom. And her mom was like, don't embarrass that man. Like, right. Okay. So I think part of that was like, so before this call, Simon was like, hey, everybody. And he like <laughs> took off his suit jacket and jumped into the pool. Which, and as we mentioned, everyone's dressed to the nines for this event. No one's swimming. So he jumps in. To me, though... I was just like, I don't know. That seems like white fun. Like, isn't this right, like yes? Like, <laughs> yes. I didn't find it. Like, I could see being like, oh god, here he go. But like to me, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like he wasn't falling down, sloppy drunk. He went and changed into another suit, and he was good. Like he I also did this like another episode, like another episode. <laughs> he like jumped in the pool in all his clothes. Like he uh, does this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does this. Yeah, I'm just like, I didn't understand. And I'm sure Bria was probably drunk at this point as well. But I'm just like, Simon's not really doing anything wrong right now. Why are you so upset? She claims he was embarrassing her, that he was too turnt. And it's like, you made this a scene by yelling at him (laughs) and screaming at him. Everybody laughed. Like, everybody was having a good time. You made it weird. Right. And I don't know why Miss Summer thought she needed to get involved and mediate this. Uh, like Bria said, 
don't come between dick and pussy you're not a therapist (laughs) (laughs) that was funny (laughs) that was funny but it was so funny because like earlier in the night amir was talking the summer and he was like my first impression of you was like i thought you were going to be a princess and I thought you were intrusive. <laughs> and I was like, wow. What? You're like, you, you could not have paid for better foreshadowing. <laughs> that was like, also very charged language. And she was like, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> I mean, he did, he did soften it. Because he was like, I think that's just because you care. Or something like that. Now I see that. And she was like, yeah, I could see that. But like, what killed me and like... Let me, I hope I'm not jumping ahead. Well, I'm Probably you finished because I might be No, go like, ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, so they get into this argument and then Bria goes inside. Summer stays outside talking to Simon. And to Summer's credit, she is like kind of bigging Bria up in a lot of the things that she's saying to Simon. But Bria's inside upset. I guess this was I can't remember, maybe before she called her mom. And Jordan was like summer's loyalty should be with you but i'm like did, did summer even know bria before coming to the house was it summer one of jasmine's I was, friends i was thinking that too <laughs> it was like she's known them about the same amount of time like right. why would she have more lo- loyalty to one than the other girl code um, i guess but it's again like it's not like you know when Shanice got naked and Bria was upset about that like to me this isn't that same thing if Mm -hmm. Summer was like oh well Simon it's okay like then then maybe that's getting in the middle of uh what did she say penis and vagina (laughs) what how'd she phrase it dick and pussy dick (laughs) (laughs) I really really cleaned that one up but (laughs) yes I feel like that would have been more girl code but for this I was like I didn't really see where she was doing anything wrong until Simon went back upstairs, him and Bria are arguing. Summer knocks on the door and Bria's like, don't come in. Please don't come in. Please do not come in. I do not want to talk right now. Summer still comes in. Busting like a yabla, like she was about to fix somebody's life. <laughs> Bria's point, you're not a therapist. You're also, you're not their best friend. You're not their Neither cousin. Is a <laughs> right, like, what the, like, why would you not respect her wishes? Yeah, like, that was wild. That was wild. That was, so for me, like that whole little altercation, I put it primarily on Summer because you had no right to walk in when Bria asked you not to come in. Yeah, you also didn't have to put your hands on her like you shoved her (laughs) which shoved her much way harder than mariah shoved her yes and they didn't kick her out (laughs) right i was yeah i was like why is this not a house meeting because that was much more (laughs) didn't she push like brie on the ground yes she fell back (laughs) yeah (laughs) like mariah like barely touched her yeah, that was that was crazy. And then they like hugged it out the next day. Like she was crying, like, my bad. Uh I mean, I I felt like it was alcohol on Summer's part, primarily. I felt yeah, like. yeah, probably so. Also, while they were doing all that fighting the night before, Simon had walked out of the room and he had gone downstairs and fallen asleep. So I'm like, y'all doing all this fighting, and the man's <laughs> not even up here. Yeah. Not even up there. Mm-mm. Simultaneously, while they're Summer and Bree are fighting, 
Silas is like, do you want to to Jasmine? Do you want to check on your friend? And she's like, no, not right now. And then they start having their own fight, which is where he says, your life will change tomorrow and starts like packing his luggage in a very dramatic way. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't write down what she said, but I was like, damn, Jasmine went in hard. (laughs) I just remember him like trying to open up the conversation and she like was basically shutting him down like, (laughs) yeah oh i loved it so much it was funny i was like damn about time girl (laughs) right but i was i googled today so i was like where are these people now um Mm. because i'm like are we getting are we getting a season two are we getting a reunion there was nothing about a reunion i don't think we are getting a reunion unfortunately they need to have one well, apparently they are still married. They went to mar- marriage counseling like after the show. Okay. If you believe Simon, you know, things are good. They're working on it. Silas? He, so, yes. I keep calling him Simon. <laughs> not not Simon being their publicist. <laughs> <laughs> things are good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They make good. <laughs> Silas is on his like apology redemption tour where he's acting like he is a new man he you know is ashamed of how he acted on tv he was wrong he's better now blah 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 blah. so if they're back for season two I'm sure it'll be that him being the doting Mm. loving chill cool husband right so he gonna make her breakfast in season two <laughs> right once probably <laughs> one one time right let, let her stay out past midnight <laughs> once <laughs> <laughs> only once though don't get crazy right <laughs> but all in all a decent season you know i i do hope there is a season two i i want to it's not that I need to see these people again, but I was actually surprised at how much I ended up enjoying the show. Maybe it's yeah. a writer's strike. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> it ended up being a decent show that I'm glad Black people got to be represented in this way. And even them tying in the history was really cute this episode. And kind of educating the bravo audience a bit was it was nice it was nice what do you think yeah yeah i i've never watched uh og summer house me either i i did watch like a few episodes of winter house randomly which i think is like a combination of people from summer house and maybe like southern charm or something which i also did not watch i only watched summer charm new orleans but yeah, I liked it so much. Um, I really hope we get a season two. I mean, like you said, like even the people who are like, oh, I guess outside of Silas, like even the people who were annoying, like I still would like to see them back because they were still entertaining. So mm-hmm. yeah, I liked it a whole lot. I also wanted to mention, because you mentioned the historical tie-ins, before the uh, farewell so Martha party. They <laughs> went on a Martha's Vineyard African American Heritage Trail, which is in an area called Oak Bluffs. 
I've never been to Martha's Vineyard, so I guess that's a neighborhood or a township. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, <laughs> but the tour guide mentioned it was one of the first places in the country where Black people could own property, so that was pretty cool to learn, which and I was also kind of surprised it was in Massachusetts because of <laughs> things we've heard. I guess specifically about Boston, but, you know. Yeah. And she also mentioned Dorothy West, who wrote the novel The Wedding, which was turned into a TV film, which starred Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, that film was shot in Southport, North Carolina. Hmm. And Southport is on the coast. It's um about maybe 30, 40 minutes south of Wilmington. There have been a number of other things shot in Southport, including The Secret Life of Bees, A Walk to Remember, Summer Catch, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Weekend at Bernie's, uh, also the TV show Revenge, Dawson's Creek, and uh, some episodes of Matlock. Wow. Yeah. I guess, you know, kind of being close to Wilmington made film boom in Southport. So fun little NC connection. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. One thing I did want to get your your take on of this show, Jordan. Jordan and this chip on her shoulder about seemingly to like be proud that she was a Playboy model, but also not liking the attention or the the consequences of being a Playboy model. And feeling like men in the house are sexualizing her or objectifying her and not getting to know the real her. What What is your perspective on all that? So I am Team Jordan all day. Don't roll your eyes at me. I feel like, no, not to say I agreed with every single thing that she said, but uh, in the early like episode one or two, she says something like, oh, I know I'm pretty, but like get to know me for me or like, or what else can you talk about or something like that. And so I certainly rolled my eyes. I'm like, okay, girl, like relax. Mm-hmm. But then like by the time she had like the breakdown in what's like the penultimate episode, I understood like, and also seeing like how the men were like kind of talking to her. Like, even, like, out of nowhere, Nick being like, oh, you're getting thicker. Like, who That was Alex. That was Alex. Sorry, not, yeah, you're right. Not Nick. Not Nick. Um, Nick had quieted down by that time. (laughs) Alex saying that, like, what gives you the right to make any comment on her body or whatever? So I think that was just kind of the straw that broke, or, well, that led up to it. And then when they were sitting inside after that, and he made the joke about her sleeping with Preston. Like, oh, you said you were celibate, but I heard you were sleeping with Preston. And mm-hmm. she was like, my celibacy isn't a joke. And all you've done is continue to make jokes about it. And so I get, I don't know, I totally get her frustration. And I don't know, like, I I can definitely see like, also, like, when they said she posed with Playboy, because I know Playboy stopped doing nude photos, like, I thought, like, a decade or so ago. So that's why I was confused. I thought I just, Playboy wasn't a thing anymore. Is it still a thing? Uh, I don't know if it's in print or not, but 
But I do remember hearing, like, when Hugh Hefner was still alive, they said they weren't going to have any more nude photos. They would just be, like, scantily clad photos. So mm. I assumed by the time Jordan had posed, her photos weren't even nude. But then Bria said the thing of, like, if you Google her, the first thing you see are these, like, nude photos. And so Which I can- I Googled her. I didn't see any nude photos. But okay, maybe our Googles are set up differently. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but I I could imagine, you know, like, especially if someone is attracted to her, they're probably seeking those kind of photos out. And then, I don't know, like, I could just see that being really frustrating where people kind of see you as this thing versus a person. Kind of like, there's... But it's also like, what what did you think was going to happen when you pose for a magazine that is based on the objectification mm-hmm. of but that kind of sounds like that kind of sounds like victim blaming but but in an essence like how did you get this gig you know you were either sought out or you sought it out so it was like a conscious choice you're an adult you made this decision to pose in a magazine it wasn't like this was like vogue <laughs> like it's playboy it's playboy sure Sure. and maybe you might expect some you know crazy people online but these are people you're meeting in person you're living in a house with them for like three or four weeks or whatever you would expect to be treated like a human being like why like you're getting to know me on a personal level why are you still objectifying me like even when they went to go play tennis she seems more sensitive to the the comments that they say which Yes, technically they are like catcalling, objectification, but I feel like it's it's kind of benign. You know what I'm saying? Like these people aren't like strangers. Awkward, yes. Which I think makes when, it even worse because they're not strangers. I don't think so because she also. <laughs> My issue with her is that she claimed like, "Oh, I have so much more to offer," but all you talk about is this like part of your life you know like you're not showing us much more beyond what you say you have to offer and I just feel like she took out a lot of what she probably experiences outside of this house and as maybe it was a part of posing for this magazine that she didn't expect or wasn't ready to deal with to me it feels like she needs therapy like she's clearly like working through this choice and the ramifications of it but it just seemed like she blew up on these people like you were only in this house for like two weeks you know what i'm saying (laughs) like yeah but i'm it felt it felt very like reactive like she is on guard and is very sensitive like it's a sensitive subject for her clearly yeah i mean i'm sure therapy probably would be helpful and there probably were things that happened outside of this house that kind of added to her stress around this issue. But that does not change the fact that, well, I will say Nick and Alex, I feel like objectified her. Amir, I don't really think he was saying like, so nobody else can talk to Jordan. I don't think it. No. Was- and even if he did, it didn't matter. You didn't like any of them. Like, that- right she she was all over the place for me yeah I mean, I also i think she probably you know was a little drunk because they just had that rosé brunch so 
know, may not have got her thoughts out quite as clearly as she wanted to. But them, and then obviously Silas being like, oh, you're such a bad influence on my wife. She was just like, what the fuck? Like, why is everybody on me? So I kind of get like getting to like that breaking point where you're just like, oh my God, like I, I'm a person. And like, everybody's kind of like treating me like a piece of shit. I feel like the only guy no one well, I feel like no one was treating her like shit like they were literally all like kind of worshiping and fawning over but her that's, that's, <laughs> but that's not cool if she doesn't want that that's not cool she's not an object you don't just get to make comments about her like she's uh not a human being like that's not cool but she she already addressed the objectification earlier when when she like had her breakdown it was after that like it was on top of that like i thought we already did this wait on top of what <laughs> on top because they addressed it at the table like somebody brought it up it mm-hmm. it was a point where everybody was going in on alex yes <laughs> but then they get inside and alex alex makes the joke about her celibacy and that's why i think that's the straw that broke the camel's back and she was like oh my god like we talked about this at the table why 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 am i still a topic of conversation i'm sitting here minding my business maybe it's the editing seems like she can't take a joke that's all i'm saying I, <laughs> she I feel seems like, extremely sensitive to jokes and granted maybe you shouldn't joke about someone's attractiveness and their body but you definitely should not make comments about somebody's body if if you if they're not interested in you that's not your place Especially after they've been like chill. I don't know. She just. I don't know. May- maybe she's also a water sign because I totally like, I totally fell her in that. And like just having that like one last thing that just kind of sends you over the edge and you're like, okay, I can't fucking take this anymore. I just think she's very sensitive because of her life outside. A water sign, probably. Her life, her choices outside of this and the way men treat her post that choice. She she didn't apparently sign up for that. And I'm kind of confused as to why she didn't expect that amount of attention and objectification. Because that's what men do, (laughs) you know? But again, I feel like it's much different when strangers are doing it on the internet versus people who you're trying to build friendships with in a house. Like, but do these you men, weren't? But do these you men weren't? Work, you weren't what? She like acted like honestly. She gave off vibes that like she was too cool for school. That like, oh, all these people want me, but oh, I don't want them. Like, she just, I don't know. She what happened? Like, they all ended up wanting her. Alex coming in like the fucking like last three days they're there and being like you know i would have talked to you but amir called dibs why why would you even tell her that like aren't you interested in summer why are you still trying to like flirt with jordan like these men should have enough self-control to not treat her like this they as much as she's a grown person they are also grown people and men need to have fucking self-control gray part of me also wonders is this producers because i just feel like some of these conversations and (laughs) the way they came out were just so awkward and like out of left field (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i'm I'm sure producers probably had a hand in some of that yeah like like compliment jordan right now she looks good doesn't she (laughs) say so say so (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, Lord. But anyways, let's move on because I clearly we are on different sides of the fence in regards to Jordan. Yeah, I don't I don't have a lot of grace for her. Sorry. Sorry, girl. It's okay. You hate women. It's okay. <laughs> yep, I do. I hate <laughs> myself. I hate you. I hate every bitch in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. <laughs> But that is Summer House. Unless, do you have anything else on? No, I was just going to say Preston, as I mentioned, was on the after, or Watch What Happens Live after the finale. And when Andy asked him how Silas and Jasmine were doing, he said, they're they're married. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. And then later, um, Andy asked him who, like, they were playing some little game. And he was like, whose relationship will last longer, Simon and Bria or Silas and Jasmine? And Preston said, Simon and Bria. And I was like, damn, that's how you do your frat brother? Okay. I mean, hey, we all saw it. <laughs> it I was mean, on full display. I, I don't think he's wrong. I just, I didn't expect him to to say it, but I respect his honesty. They are they're still going strong and they are in therapy. So we will see. We don't know about strong, but they are still going. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) True, true, true. Oh Lord. (laughs) So Cam, what do you have your eyes on? Um I have watched a few flicks recently. I watched uh that movie Chevalier. Yes, I'm gonna watch that. How was it? It was good. It was good. I wasn't super familiar with it, and who knows what is actually true and if it's well. Actually, we I did Google afterwards because I was very curious about it. But he is this person who was a what they would call back then a mulatto. He was, um, I believe, Haitian. Um, hmm. Haitian, born in Haiti to plantation owner, his mother. Oh, and his like white father like took him back to Europe or something, right? Yes. So he takes him and basically plops him at a really prestigious boarding school in France because he is a gifted musician. And he develops that skill, becomes a composer, and ends up becoming his real name is like something else, like Jean Pierre or whatever. But his title that he ends up getting honored or deemed with is Chevalier or like whatever place he's from, Chevalier. And it's basically like a a knighthood, like honor title that you can get. So he like becomes a part of the king's court and he is close friends with, um, what is it? Let him eat cake. Anne Boleyn. Oh, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette, thank you. <laughs> Which she didn't actually say, but. Oh, well. Yeah. So she's the one that gives him or is a part of giving him that title. They're like friends or what have you. And he becomes like this really famous composer. He's trying to like vie for this position in the London, you know, orchestra, whatever their like head of that is. And basically, he doesn't get it, even though he's the best. He doesn't get it because of, you guessed it, racism. And his father had always told him, like, even though you're Black, if you, like, work hard, become the best, 
and are like a good Frenchman. Like no one's gonna deny you, essentially. And he comes to find out that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> right. They do care if you are black. <laughs> but what is also really interesting in the movie is that once his father dies in his will, he frees his mother. And so most of his life, he's essentially been living on his own. And like his mother gets to learn like who he is as an adult. And she's like ashamed of him, essentially. Like he's forgotten. He's forgotten this, that he's black, you know, oh, or yeah. from her perspective, she feels like he has forgotten his roots and that he is black. And he's like, I reminded every day that I'm black. I just don't care. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do kind of thing. Hmm. Or this is a place where I can be who I want to be. And he's essentially upset that he doesn't get the position. And it's Marie Antoinette is involved in like him not getting it. And he basically turns on the crown and participates in the revolt against oh against the crown. Oh wow! So it was it was a good movie. Uh, it's on Hulu. I highly recommend. Highly recommend. Wasn't there a thing of like he did he have some connection to Mozart or Beethoven? Like did he study under Mozart or something? So in the movie. The opening is Mozart is on, I think it's Mozart or Be- I don't remember which one. Who has like a bunch of names? Do both of them? Uh, Wolfgang, um, and... Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Ludwig von Beethoven, I think. I don't know if they have extra names besides that. I thought maybe. Either way, I think it's Mozart, but either way, he is at a Mozart concert and stands up and like challenges him and they have like a dueling competition back and forth okay and he ends up like winning and taking his audience essentially I don't know Mm. if that's true but that's what happens in the movie okay that's I couldn't remember if because I guess Mozart would have been a contemporary then and Beethoven would have been younger because I thought I saw something about maybe he taught Beethoven or something oh I, I might be that. I might be mixing it up, but if so, that would be interesting because you know people say Beethoven's part black, so uh, they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I didn't know that, but they said he kind of like fell off. He's like one of the first black composers. A lot of his works were lost for a very long time or are still mm. lost. Of course. But a lot of his stuff sounds very familiar. I'm like, I feel like I've heard this before. But when I looked it up, I had no familiarity with any of them. But they sounded (laughs) very familiar. Um, But good movie. Good movie. I would recommend. I also watched um, the new White Men Can't Jump with Jack Harlow. And I was surprised because I feel like, shouldn't it be White Men Can't Jump 2? But it's still like somehow just White Men Can't Jump. Even though there's another film, White Man Can't Jump. That this is so. Is it stuff. is it not like a remake? Yes, yes. Well, I guess. I don't, yes, I guess. I was thinking like, but don't remakes usually end up being like a two? No, that's not true. They do use the same name, so I guess it makes sense. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting Jack Harlow to be like the main character like he had so many lines <laughs> I don't know why I thought he was gonna be like the supporting well, character. Yeah, he's like Woody Harrelson right right but 
it was Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. I feel like they equally shared like the spotlight and airtime. Like the stories were equally about both of them. Oh, it's not equal in this one. No, it's all about mainly uh, Jack Harlow. Oh, wow. But I don't know. I haven't seen the original in a while. But actually, it's a decent actor. Like, I enjoyed the movie more than I thought I would. It wasn't as bad as I thought. There were a couple of moments that made me chuckle. I am enjoying Vince Staples as an actor. He has been, he was in White Men Can't Jump. He's been in Abbott Elementary as Janine's little boyfriend. (laughs) And yeah, it, it wasn't that bad of a movie. It was cheesy, of course, but better than I expected. Okay. Can Jack Harlow actually poop? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It didn't seem like he had a body double as much as the other co-star did. As much as the black guy? Yeah. <laughs> was it, um, what's his name? Was he the guy who played like Don Sequa. Cornelius, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sequa. Yeah. I don't remember his last name, but. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, TV shows that I've been watching. Dancing Queens. Have you seen that? Have I talked about that on the show already? I don't think so. I, I haven't even tried to watch Dancing Queens. How is it? <laughs> it is like it just reminds you of like early Housewives shows, like first oh. season OC. Like it's just kind of wealthy white women who do ballroom, like they compete in the ballroom circuit, mm-hmm. and they are amateurs, but the men they dance with are professionals. So they have these really strange relationships with their coaches slash professionals where it's you essentially like pay and finance them, right? Like you pay for all their travel, you pay for all their accommodations, you pay for like their coaching. And some of them are like really mean and they'll like talk down to the women and some of them are like really nice and then they have these like really intense emotional connections with them because you know Latin dancing and whatnot. You know it's very like <laughs> sensual. Right. But I'm like watching it, and then the women are like in the same division, so they're like really catty, trying to like vie for first place. And one of the women who's like super intense, but she's like she wins competitions. Her and her pro like they go at it, <laughs> like they go at oh, it, like wow. they fight, and like she'll bring that home and like complain to her husband and her husband's just like this is a hobby he was like this should not be affecting you (laughs) this much he was like you should quit (laughs) you should stop doing this if it's (laughs) this unhappy but it's 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 entertaining and honestly they do make ballroom seem very fun like kind of makes me want to learn ballroom dancing a little bit so i'm like if these white women can do it i know i can what else have I been watching? Uh, the Bear. I started watching The Bear, that show on FX, I believe, mm-hmm. about like the restaurant in Chicago. I watched it because I've heard like so many good things about it. And it's not bad. It's just if you have anxiety issues, I wouldn't recommend watching it because it's... <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just like a very intense high anxiety show like i i don't know how to describe it other than you're just even watching it you're just like in a stress ball like they oh, make god they make okay. the 
the like food service industry seems so intense and um, hostile <laughs> to work in. <laughs> wow, okay, I definitely I, do not need to watch this. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's interesting because it, it's also about like the passion that people in the industry have for food and serving others. So it, it, it strikes like an interesting balance of being like really intense, but also being really intense because these people are so passionate mm. and the level that they go to um to learn their craft and hone their craft is you know it it, it elevates the craft i guess you know okay so it's it's an interesting show it's an interesting I've, show. I was, i've heard good things about it but now that you said the thing about like anxiety i'm like i probably should not be watching that right now yeah if you're if you're in that headspace, I wouldn't suggest it. But yeah. when you get to a better space, and it's not every episode. Well, there's like parts of it, mm-hmm. kind of in every episode. But there was one episode where like the entire thing was just like, <gasps> oh, can God. y'all chill? Can somebody just take it down to a two? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, I am watching RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. What? I have not watched the one that came out today yet. Oh, okay. That's fine. I feel like they have rigged this entire franchise um, mm. <laughs> for Jimbo to win. Jimbo originally was on UK versus the world, where she was like kind of dominating and then kind or of. Wait, con- she was on Canadian Drag Race first. Right. She was on Canadian Drag Race first, you know. People fell in love with her, but she wasn't going to win Canadian Drag Race. Then when she came to UK versus the world, it was like, okay, Jimbo's probably going to win this. Like, she's Mm -hmm. dominating. She controversially gets kicked off. And now it feels like they have set up this US version to make sure she wins. (laughs) Mm. All these acting improv challenges. It's just playing to a lot of her strengths. And this franchise will do that. Like when they pick a winner, it's like suddenly we're doing like 13 musicals because so and so. Right. It's like, what? Right. And don't get me wrong, Jimbo is great. Can't win a lip sync. Baby's <laughs> <laughs> life. But Jimbo is a great entertainer. But yeah. if you watch Jimbo across all three of these franchises, what she's doing in the U.S. version, she has already done in the other two. Mm. She's already, I think this this week's episode, she kind of recycles her Joan uh, Crawford, not Joan Crawford. <laughs> What's a comedian? Uh, oh, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. She mm-hmm. was Joan Rivers in Drag Race Canada for the Snatch Game. She plays mm. her in this episode. She does, I think for this lip sync, she does this like, weird well like, damn now you've already told me she won sorry <laughs> i mean she's won like every ep- she has won half the episodes of the season she <laughs> has won damn. but the internet told me she won i haven't even seen the episode but <laughs> for the lip sync she is this like kind of weird out there character that she did in uk versus the world mm-hmm. like she's really just kind of repackaging stuff that she has already done <laughs> and i'm like i don't know 
I guess you shouldn't be judged based on all your other runs on Drag Race. But I'm like, this isn't new to me. And I love Jimbo. I love Jimbo. But what she's giving isn't new. It's just new to y'all. <laughs> I can't, like, I watched the first season of Canadian Drag Race because it came on VH1. I honestly, I just remember thinking Jimbo freaks me out. I don't really remember <laughs> any of her looks. But I feel like I like Jimbo a lot more on All Stars than I did on Canadian Drag Race. But I, I can't remember any of the looks, so... I would just like to say, fuck Alexis Michelle. Oh. Forever. All day, every day. Like, how fucking dare you? And justice for La La Ree. Yes. Justice for La La Ree. I, I have no words for, like, just the double-crossedness of it all. <laughs> like, how yeah. did you? Like, the very next episode? <laughs> the right. The very same- next episode? There hasn't even been like, oh, you know, that was like four episodes ago. Things have changed. Like there, this was like probably three days ago that, that she saved you. Right. And you're like, mm, I'm going to pick this person who like bullied me to stay. Like, get the fuck out of here. Bullied you to stay. I believe Candy, had Candy been in the bottom at one point? Other than that? I don't know. If, I don't think either one of them had been in the bottom. I can't. Re- I can't remember. I just don't understand the justification. Other than, yeah, I just don't get it. Because I think Why? it was something like I think they had the exact same track record. Like they both had one win, and maybe neither of them had been at the bottom. But I'm just like, but she's just saved. Like so, when Alexis won, I was like, oh, thank goodness. Like clearly, right. like Lala's gonna like she's safe. Like I just I. I don't, I can't tell you the last time I've been shocked by Drag Race like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally guess. Like, oh, furious. Yeah. No bueno, Alexis. Yeah. But anywho, what have you had your eyes on? <laughs> Staying in the Bravo universe, Real Housewives of Orange County is back. <laughs> have you watched any of it? Yep, I have. I feel like this season so far is a lot more interesting than last season. Last season was pretty boring to me. Uh, I was going to say, I don't even remember what happened last season. Probably for good reason. Yeah. Wait, was... No. I think I'm getting my shows mixed up. Never mind. I was going to say that Black girl, Noelle. She was not on this. She was on Beverly Hills, right? No, she was Orange County. She was always how come she didn't come back? Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody hated her. I mean, I try to root for everybody black, but Noel's pretty terrible. <laughs> Dang. She's pretty annoying. So I'm not surprised she's not back. She was messy though. She brought drama. <laughs> that she that she did. She did. I, I guess they brought Tamara back for that. Yeah, I think so. Drunken mess. <laughs> you did not watch this season of married at first sight right in nashville no so they did like this weird thing where like after decision day instead of just going straight into the reunion they had like three bonus episodes of what they're doing immediately after what? decision day yeah so it's like three episodes so we were talking three more weeks 
And then I thought on the fourth week we were going to have the reunion, but they decided to do a Married at First Sight alumni tell-all. So they had people from old seasons come back, which I was kind of like, what the hell? But it actually ended up being like pretty fucking good. So they had uh, Jeff D and Shanice from the first Boston. Boston. Uh Uh-huh. Love me some Jeff D. I would love both of them, but I don't, there's something about Jeff D. I just, I don't know. I just really am endeared to him. And then, <laughs> are they still uh, together? Yeah, they are. Wow. They're the only like couple on the like panel. Everyone else is divorced. And then I did not, New Orleans is the only season I haven't watched. And they have, I think his name is Mark, maybe from New Orleans. Um, a white dude from New Orleans, and then Trish Tristan from Dallas. Do you remember him? He was uh, a wait, white, black guy, Talk. black guy, and he was married to that woman who got arrested at the <laughs> airport. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, that fugitive! <laughs> yes. So he is now remarried to someone else. Um, white and woman. Surprisingly, no. I think oh. she's. I know I was, but she is very light skinned though. Okay, so that's fine. Well, but remember he got into trouble because he said he prefers women who are lighter than him, and he's our, he's quite light himself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of like, eh. but she is black. And then Mindy, who was on the DC season, Mindy. she was married to that like male model who treated treated her very terribly. And uh, she found out that he had been text- texting one of her friends oh, at yeah. the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So she was there. And then um, Kristen from San... Is her name Kristen from San Diego? Did you watch San Diego? I don't think so. I, yeah, I was like, I think the last one you watched was Boston, right? The second Probably. Boston. Probably, yes. Yeah. Okay, so Kristen um, from San Diego, who I really liked on the show, and then Lindsay from Boston too. Ugh. So you know, whatever it's they're talking about their experience, whatever. Then the host is like, "We have a special guest. Please welcome Steve from Boston." So Steve is from Boston too. He was married to Noi. Are they not together? I know. I was shocked too. I thought they were still together, but they got divorced. God, he kind of crushed. <laughs> I, I know. I thought they were so good together, but then they start showing clips, and I did forget that Noi was like, mm, "I don't know if I want to live together." Do you remember yeah, that? That's true. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, there, there were some issues." So he comes out and he sits on the couch beside uh, Mindy from DC. And so the host is like, oh, so what's going on with y'all? And they're like, you know, like, we just, you know, or she changed uh, professions. So she's doing some kind of tech stuff. So she reached out to him on LinkedIn. They started chatting. He flew out to see her. She now lives in San Diego, flew out to see her. They drove up and down the West Coast and now they're dating. Okay. All right. Yes. Because I, she was so sweet, and she got treated. I remember someone from the DC season saying, like, a lot of them were reached out to you know on social media. She was like the only one who really like wanted to go through this process. So mm-hmm. I hope like you know it, it seems like she's much happier with Steve and whatever. They looked cute together, but 
there's some kind of drama between Steve and Lindsay. So oh. Lindsay was pissed. Like she was just like shooting venom at him. And he was just like, she was like, you know, I'm friends with Noy and I know the truth. He's a liar. He's a <laughs> low down liar. And at some point, like she stormed off stage. The host had to go get her and bring her back out. It was a whole thing. So what does Steve do? Was he cheating? That's the thing. I don't think she He oh, never she, got a job. No, he wasn't cheating. She did say she didn't say if he got a job or not, but she said he was having Noi to pay their rent. And he said, that's not what happened. Noi never paid rent for me. So that seemed to be the big thing. Nothing about cheating or anything like that. Hmm. So, so I had a job. Uh, I, I I do not know if Steve is employed yet or not. They, <laughs> they did not go into specifics about that part. She made it very clear that was a deal breaker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, may, maybe maybe that was part of it. But I, I recommend that episode if you don't watch any other part of the season. Okay. Okay, so I got into Love Island UK. Okay. Have you watched any Love Islands? No. So the only other one I had watched was Love Island US season two, because I saw people online talking about like, yes, Justine and Justine was a a black cast member on season two of the US version. Uh, A guy came on um, like he wasn't one of the originals. She was having trouble kind of finding someone to stick. Basically, like each week or however many days you like couple up with someone in the villa and you can like switch you can stick with the same person etc and she was kind of having trouble ha- finding someone who wanted to stick with her this guy caleb comes in this like biracial dude maybe after they've been in there for a couple weeks um or maybe longer than that but they just have this instant connection and they end up winning the whole season so i think they won like a hundred thousand dollars or whatever super cute they're not together anymore, unfortunately, but it was a fun season. So Love Island UK, they are in season 10, or as they call it, series 10. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's just fun, you know, don't have to think too hard, just something nice to have on, okay. on your TV. So that's on Hulu. I think it comes out here because it's like filmed pretty much in like, or the shows come on maybe like the day after or something. Like they're basically in real time. Um, but we get them in the U.S. maybe like a week or so after they air in the U.K. Hmm. But um, it's not too far along yet. I think we're these seasons are super long. Like I think last season I saw I had like sixty six episodes. Sixty six? No, no. <laughs> there's like there's a new episode. No. There's a new episode daily. I was like, what the fuck? Because like one of my like tennis homies recommended it so i was like okay i'll check it out when i saw 66 i was like absolutely not are these 15 minute episodes no they're like (laughs) an hour oh my god but but they're so good like i'm so wrapped up in it and like i told my best friend to start watching it so now every day we have like a debrief (laughs) about the episode it is so good and now i'm just like sure like i could definitely watch another like 40 episodes of this no problem oh my god <laughs> uh in the movie world i watched uh missing starring storm reed and Neil long i did see that too yeah i watched it on netflix uh i guess a week or two ago what did you <laughs> you don't sound too excited about it 
I don't like that style of storytelling where it's where like, it's all on the computer. Yeah, I mm-hmm. that it just takes me out of it. I hated it because oh. of that. Um, I don't know. It just feels I don't know something about it feels like a cop out. I don't know. Huh? I I didn't hate it. I think it took me a little while to get used to it, but then I think the more I got to the movie, I kind of forgot about it. Mm. And I will say there was a twist that I did not expect. Not so much at the end, but there's a twist kind of in the middle that I was pretty surprised by. Oh, I don't remember this. The okay, we'll talk about it after because I don't <laughs> want to I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. So very last thing, have you been watching the new season of And Just Like That? I have started it. I haven't, what is it on, like episode three or four? Uh, yes, episode three came out this week. Okay, I haven't seen three, but I've seen one and two. I feel like the characters are getting like more and more insufferable, especially like Miranda. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty insufferable last season. I'm I'm just I'm bored yes. by them. I'd rather like I'm more interested in the supporting characters, the women of color mm. on this show than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did want to talk about a couple of things, like Nicole Ari Parker's mother-in-law coming to visit. Oh, yeah. And they like their daughter comes home and her hair is kind of like out and uh, I guess kind of like a fro or whatever. And um, her husband's like, we have to braid her hair down so it's presentable for when my mom comes. Mm-hmm. And he says, growing up in North Carolina, the way you presented yourself was very important. Like, Leave us out of it. <laughs> 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 don't do this don't thing I slander never... us <laughs> right we weren't right, talking like... about it in my pocket of north carolina <laughs> said we were talking about what that in my pocket of north carolina <laughs> right. right like we would have had no problem with that baby's hair being natural you <laughs> leave us out of it also the mother-in-law is an aka did you see that I did, <laughs> which <laughs> checks out older AKs beyond that. <laughs> checks. So there's a scene where what's Nicole Parker's character is named Lisa. So Lisa's husband is with their daughter and their daughter's friend who is white, and he's trying to hail a cab uh, so they can go to some like I don't know ballet or symphony or whatever, and he can't get a cab because racism and. <laughs> His mom and her sorors happen to like come around the corner. And when they see him, he gets so upset. He's like banging on a taxi. And one of her sorority sisters is like, Isn't that your son? And she's just like, Uh, no. And like <laughs> ushers them in the other direction. That was ridiculous. So, I was like, What? Like, they know about racism. Like, <laughs> like this is okay. Or if they know you, they know that's your son. Like, how are you going to deny your son? <laughs> right. That's a good point. They know what he looks like. <laughs> I'm sure y'all known each other for a long time. They've probably watched this man grow up. Right. Um, but I wonder, I mean, you know, you speak for all, a.k.a. So I was going to ask you. <laughs> oh, do I? Is, is it true that Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated cares more about respectability politics 
than fighting the man. I mean, it, it feels like that's what we're led to believe by this episode. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, no, obviously not. Like, come on. I would say this is more of a generational, maybe even regional thing where you, you know, buy into all the respectability politics and being presentable for the man. But I've just never seen it like you're ashamed of your I could see if this was like um, a gala where he Mm -hmm. like acted up at a gala but it's like out on the street in New York like people see that every day (laughs) you know what I'm saying it's not that weird (laughs) can I just say like I can't believe you like took time to give a real response because I was (laughs) just like giving you a hard time (laughs) you're actually like giving a thoughtful answer and I feel bad now Oh, no, this is ridiculous. And even him catching a cab, like, who catches a cab? Like, you would just call an Uber, you know? Like, or it seems like they would have, like, a car service. Right, right. Yeah. It just seemed um, like they were trying too hard, in my opinion, that scene. Yes. And so I was kind of like, okay, they're trying to tackle violence. But then after this, when he and his mom talk about it i'm kind of like what's this writer's room looking like because the mom says your father faced violence in selma without even loosening his tie and i'm just like uh so you're saying like you always have to have this like um outward presentation like even when you're being treated like shit and then um lisa comes in and she you know has a scarf on they're about to go to bed and then the mother-in-law says, didn't the Emancipation Proclamation free us from head wraps? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what one has to do with the other. And like, I can't be myself and like protect my own hair at my own home. Go to bed. Like, I'm not out. <laughs> like, we're not in Bergdorf's. Like, what's the issue? Um, and then, I'm like, not at the airport, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Relax, Monique. Like, <laughs> I'm in my own home. And so then, like, when the mom leaves out, uh, Lisa says that she agrees with her. And then she says, because if he bangs on the hood of the car, he could be taken away in cuffs. And I was like, okay, you're concerned about what could happen to him. But then she continues, and then your mother will blame me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, please. Like, what are what are we, like, this show is wild, and I want these writers arrested. So yeah i could see that it's eh, it just feels i'm kind of like what's gonna bring the razzle dazzle this season is it aiden aiden coming back that's part of why i'm sticking it out because i do want to see how that's going to come about Mm -hmm. um also pleasant surprise tony danza (laughs) (laughs) having a little recurring role so always always glad to see the boss (laughs) But yeah, that's that's it for my my television viewing. Okay. Well, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate your listenership so much. Um, it means the world. Uh, like us, sponsor us, uh, tell a friend. <laughs> Heavy on the sponsor. That's a new one, but I like it. <laughs> tell a friend um you can listen to us on all your favorite platforms where you listen to podcasts you can find us on social media on 
Facebook and Instagram. Their eyes were watching TV. No? Yes. On Twitter, it's T-E-W-W TV podcast. Yes, it all. Sorry, I always get them mixed up. And also, uh, Twitter is the same as our TikTok. TikTok, you don't stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, I always like throw you off when you do the the Instagram and Facebook. I don't know why I always want to make them different. <laughs> You're correct. Oh. Until next time, mi gente. Okay. <laughs> Oye, mi canto. Adios, amigos. <laughs> Hasta luego.